Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Welcome to the Infertility Feelings Podcast. Today it is going to be our last podcast of 2022. Yes. And our yearly recap and talking about why New Year's Eve and the new year is just sometimes can be difficult, especially when you're struggling with infertility. So before we talk about that, we couldn't talk about our year and our wrap up of this year without talking to Natalie Dillo, our other process group leader. Let's give Welcome, a round of applause Natalie. to Natalie. Do the button, Doug. Oh my God. Now it's time for you to do... Yes. Yes. Can that just be every time you're introduced anywhere that just follows you around? I hope so. I love it. (laughs) Happy to be here. Yes. We're so glad you're here. Love it. We love it. I have a question for both of you. Oh dear. Right off the bat, Doug. Um, The question is about this last year. Both of you are process group leaders, as am I. Yes. What has been a highlight for you in leading groups this year? I think for me, one of the highlights is watching things that we're talking about click for people yeah, um, or watching people in our groups, like get a new, a new understanding of something and maybe a concept that they've already thought they knew about. Right. Like boundaries is yeah. one of the things. Yeah. And then understanding that like, Oh, boundaries can look different or it means something different or something like that. Like I like just watching different ways that kind of the stuff we're talking about clicks for people. Yeah. yeah. And then like always, always, always the community. Like yeah. I love, I literally love when my phone blows up and people are in our like group chat yeah. talking to each other, even like weeks and months after yes. the process group ends. I'm like, this is what this is supposed to be for yes. like yes. for you to find people yes. to talk to. It's you're so right. It's so weird to like want that so bad for people, give them a place to do it. And then to see it happen. You're like this, this is, it. this is why we did this right. is for you. And I love when people like break off in other random friendships yeah. or whatever. And they, you know, so I know people that are like have weekly zoom meetings with people. They talk to them on the phone. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, this is it. Like, I feel like the proud person that just gets to watch this. Yeah. yeah. And it's really weird to like have that organic thought to have like, that would be cool if we could give that to people and then literally watch it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I think so for great. me, I have a very philosophical answer. Of course he does. Of course. It's going to be great. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. No. (laughs) Um, I think my thought is that from when we first started thinking about Uniquely Knitted and serving people who are struggling with infertility as a nonprofit, I truly think infertility still exists. And really, and, and when we started, it definitely for us in our mind was existed as a taboo. Like, Something people didn't want to talk about, but it was also something that I don't feel like even the people who were going through it felt like there was an established way to get into it with people, to meet people. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of like service in that area. So almost like you even convince yourself that I don't need to do anything besides just suffer in silence and just like pray that one day it'll be different. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't make sense. What are you saying? I will explain further. Perfect. What I really mean is I just think it's hard even for the people who are going through infertility to to think I need to do something with all of this pain and grief. Yeah. Besides just 
be sit by myself, it. sit in it and like kind of suffer through it until I get to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. I don't even think people who were going through it felt like this is something that is worthy of dealing with. But I feel like when I'm, when we're in these groups and we see people going through it, it's doubly rewarding. It's rewarding for the people who are like, okay, I get to process this stuff and find so much community and healing. But I even think it's it opens up a category of care that needs to grow exponentially over the next couple of years, in my right. opinion, is that when we pe- when people think about infertility, they should automatically think about the communities. And it doesn't have to be our organization. It could be any organization, but they should think about the communities where people are processing that and going through that in a very supportive way because infertility is just as much mental as it is physical. Right. I just, I like what it advocates for in the community. Does that make sense? It does. I feel like you, the (laughs) highlight for you is the awareness that the groups are bringing. So that's a way to say what I just said in one sentence. (laughs) Is a good example of that. I'm going to submit Natalie. my Go thoughts to Natalie. Can you be his translator? Will. No, but I like what you said because you you expanded on it. But it is it's the awareness that you can process this while you are in process, like yeah. while you are in infertility. You don't yeah. have to wait till you're pregnant or you've decided to move to other avenues to yeah. process your the mess that is infertility. You can do it in real time. Yes. This is the parallel and this I'm sure will get cut from the podcast, but is when when they first started studying PTSD, the guys who came up with even that diagnosis, they were studying Vietnam war veterans uh-huh. and they were wondering why are so many Vietnam war veterans suffering from these odd things? Like they seem to be, you know, X, Y, and Z. And there wasn't really a category or a pre-established community of people who were dealing with this diagnosis of PTSD until they studied it, put together groups, put together the research and enough organizations started going, yeah, if you go to war, you have post-traumatic stress. You can have that, right? So yeah, for us, it's it's a given, but for them, they didn't, they were so cutting edge of like, oh my gosh, yeah, we, I guess we should be caring for these people. (laughs) I I guess these traumatic events could traumatize people. Yes. Totally. That's weird. And, or, that, and that's what I love seeing is yeah. I hope that one day down the road, people go, how was it possible that w- so many people were experiencing miscarriages, um, loss, years of struggling, and they were just like white knuckling it through without yeah. talking to anyone? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that all these organizations exist and this whole this whole thing is there. Totally. Of course you are so big picture. Yeah. Here <laughs> I am just talking mind. about our experience in our little groups. And yes. he's like, globally, I'd yes. like to talk about how we've impacted infertility. That is community. welcome to my life. I literally was just about to talk about the person. Like yeah. and the individual is where I get so like, get so much out of it. Seeing Same. the individual. That's Same. literally what I was going to say. And you're like, on a global, you know, And I hope level. for generations after yes. us. <laughs> and more organizations like us. Yes. It's like, what? Sorry. That's no why, why it works. We're yin and yang. Yes. Beautiful. So yes, what were is. you going to say, Jesse? I was going to say one of the things that makes me the most proud is that people sign up. <laughs> and I don't mean that as in like, I don't mean that as in like, we get the signups, we get the glory. Yeah. How hard it is totally. to sign up. There's so many different variables of like, have I gone through an offense? Well, I'm experiencing secondary infertility. I don't know if I belong. Um, I'm super anxious. So is this going to be someplace that's anxiety provoking? Am I going to join the group? And then someone's going to get pregnant. So there's so many things going through your mind. So I'm just like so proud when someone, like I picture myself doing it. 
Yeah. And I picture myself like doing that click. Yeah. Like, I bought it. I did it. I signed up. I love watching the progression of the person when they sign up and they go to that first meeting to, compared to the last meeting. Like there is so much group. Like we always ask like, what was it like to be in this group? And I, we're not asking what was it like? Cause we're so great. Yeah, Pump us up. Yeah. We're like, just tell us how awesome <laughs> this are so we can like, whatever. It's more for them to, sh- to share mm-hmm. how they have changed. And that sometimes is my favorite part of, yeah. the, of leading the groups is that part where it's like, I was super anxious in the beginning of this and now I have friends or I'm still anxious, but I'm learning to figure it out. Yeah. And I have tools. When someone says that we give them tools to go forward and community, I mean, I could cry. Yeah. Yeah. I always think about that click of like, they're at their home. They're either on their phone or they're on the computer. They've probably been thinking about it and they're really nervous, thinking about it for months. Uh They've talked to their partner and then they just click. It's like, that's a lot of courage. I almost do want to like help people understand that they don't have to be in so much pain to click the button. Like you can just click the button because you're uncomfortable or scared or sad. You don't have to be like, I am devastated. Yeah. This is my last resort. Like just, you can come to a group before that. Absolutely. Wouldn't you love to have support and tools before it maybe gets to like the worst place or something? Yeah. I would like to know that I could. I think I'm one of those people that would be like, I have to suffer before I get help. And after even doing this group myself and then being in it, I'm like wild. Right. You can just reach out for help at any time. Right. When things are hard. <laughs> right. But that's what's so interesting about infertility particularly is it is like that pain scale of like, when do you belong in this group? And yes. then when do you want to admit that you belong yeah. in this group? Yeah. That is just really hard. But yes, I totally agree with you. Can I even say, when do you want to be in this group? Or you could say, when do I need help? I mean, like, because the group would, in, in my opinion, would fall into the category of it just helps, right? It helps the whole process. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's an interesting question is when do I need emotional help? Mm-hmm. When do, it falls into the category of yeah. when do I go to therapy? When do I reach out and tell my yeah. friends I'm struggling? And yeah. I mean, it's just all, it should probably always be earlier than you think it should be. Yeah. <laughs> why yes. wouldn't it be? And it goes back to there's stigma, there's all this stuff. But I think yeah. that's why what we're doing is good because it, carves out just the normalcy of needing help. Like we all need help. Like why we shouldn't go through any of life with, without help. Right. I think it's so interesting when people say in the groups, when they're starting to share, like, I feel like an imposter. And then you hear their story and you're like, why? What? Yeah. yeah. When would you have said that you like, we all think you very much belong here. Like I was just going to say, Jesse, I want you to say the line that you tell people when they reach out and say, can I be in this group? Because how many people will email you before clicking and be like, can I even be in this group? And I just love the line that you say. What is it? Which is, (laughs) are you, do you want to grow your family? And for some reason, like physically you are unable to grow your family. Yeah. I don't know if that's the exact way yeah. you said it. You might say it better. I feel like I say it a hundred different ways saying that but exact I love same that. thing. Yeah. Because it's the idea of like, if you've been touched, if you've experienced or been touched by any type of struggling to get pregnant, why wouldn't you yes. need it? Why wouldn't you want to join a community that gets that? Yes. Yeah. And supports you. You belong here. Yeah. You it doesn't belong, have yeah. to be like, I I'm in IVF. I'm in this. It doesn't have to be yeah. like a certain yes. mold. And I think that's what gets hard about yeah. knowing how to join or yeah. when to join. Yeah. Just are you trying to grow your family and you can't and you're struggling, yeah. and you're struggling. Yeah. For some, we do reason. that in so many different categories, not to make this too big, but we're back, uh, to but global. here we go. We're back to the global. Oh, not to make it too gigantic. <laughs> no, 
I think even someone could be struggling with depre- depression or they could just mm-hmm. be feeling out of it and sad. And they're like, well, I'm not, it's not like I'm depressed or something like that. I I'm just, just really have been down or, yeah. or I'm just a high strung person. It's not that I like, I'm struggling too much with anxiety. I'm just really high strung. We convince ourselves that we don't have the thing that would require us to go get help. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yes. if, well, if I, if I was really struggling with depression, I would of course go get help. Or if I, if I had a diagnosed anxiety disorder, of course, yes, I would reach out for help. Right. Um, but I'm just really high strung or I'm just really down. I, I think those categories are good and they're helpful. Maybe if you're thinking about treatment and stuff like that, but in terms of human connection, community, reaching out, resilience, low, we gotta like as a society, lower the bar to like, mm, to yes. if, if you're just feeling out of it and you want to connect, that's enough of a reason to join a group, to right. talk to your friends, to get help. And if you think, and you're listening to this and you think they're not talking to me. Yes, we yes, are. We, are. we probably are. We yeah. are. If you're feeling like that, like, oh, no, they don't mean me. I've just had this and have this and have this. I don't think I would be long. Yes. And I feel like the way we set up our groups, it's more about connecting through the feelings. Actually, it is. That's what it's about. That's exactly what it's yeah, about. All of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. That's exactly what it is. It's not about like, oh, you've had five IVFs, then I've had five IVFs, and now we're connected. It's like, no. I've seen so many people that have not even had any sort of treatment and completely bond with someone that is doing their eighth IVF round. And it's like, because they're connected on the feelings, the feelings have connected them. I have felt worthless. I have felt anxious. I have felt this, that, whatever. And that's what connects you. As we approach the end of the year, there truly is so much to celebrate. So many groups that we've run, so many podcasts we've done, so much, I think, good work in terms of normalizing all the different feelings that go along with infertility. I think it would be an interesting topic to even think about what do we feel at the end of the year? Because like anything with infertility, any type of holiday or or major milestone like New Year can bring up all sorts of different feelings. I guess that's my question to you, Jesse. What does it feel like when you're going through infertility and you approach the end of the year? I feel like I was shocked that we got to this point and we didn't get what we wanted. Oh, when you get to the end of the year? Yes, when you yeah. get to the end of the year, it represents a big milestone. Yeah. And I think when you enter the year, you're like, we're not going to get to New Year's and still be doing this, still be trying, still not get what we want. And so for me, it was a sense of like dread, like, oh, I cannot believe we're going into a new year and we didn't get, we didn't get pregnant. We didn't adopt the child. We didn't do what we wanted. The the thing didn't work out. And that is really hard. And I feel like it can make that day and that time just feel really sad. Yeah. Like just feel like really. That's what's hard about it is it takes something that is normally exciting yeah. If you celebrate Christmas, like take something like Christmas, the week between Christmas and New Year's, like, where everyone's just like lounging around, no one's working, it just feels relaxing and it makes it depressing. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, I can't believe we're back here at the same spot. Right. And a lot of times, like when we were struggling to get pregnant and we're never successful, but all throughout that time, it's not like we had made any <laughs> moves forward, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not like, you know, where we started two years ago, we've come so much further now. It's like, 
we're in the exact same spot yeah. it, or if not more further back than when we started. Like, you know, two yeah. years ago, we had hope that these three things would work. Now we don't have hope that those three, three now things would work. Now you know they don't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not yeah. even like we were moving forth, but we were moving backwards almost. Yeah. And in a time when everyone else is celebrating, you're reminded of where you're at. So painful. Yeah. And don't we all just dream about, I mean, month after month, as you get closer to the holiday season, you start going, okay, it'll be fine that it hasn't yeah. happened all year. Because I'm going to be able to announce at Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm going to be able to announce at Christmas or New Year's. So it's okay. It was meant to be like, I don't know if you guys did that, but there was a reason every month I didn't get pregnant because there was like some sign. Yeah. And I'm like, this is why it's September. Oh, it's so true. Or this is why. And then that doesn't happen. And you're like, no, 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 no. It was never going to be September. This is why it's October is better than September. Because then you could do a Halloween thing or something. Whatever it is. Yeah. 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 You're like, I didn't really want to get pregnant in summer. You know, a fall pregnancy would be awesome. Better. I yeah. look good in coats. Yeah. Right. And then is it, right. is it, is it, <laughs> look, I have great it, coat attire. I have, I have great coats. <laughs> is it, is it then when you get to the end of the year, almost like the, the, it's up, like uh, time's up a little bit yeah. of like, there's now no more thing. exciting thing. Yes. No, no one's like, you know what? January 17th is when I want <laughs> There's yeah, nothing, and, I mean, almost I feels like there's nothing special about the first part of the year. Yeah, kind of. And for me too, I actually thought of it more in terms of like the year that I would have the baby. So it would be like, well, now oh, you have two more months or three more months to have a baby in 2022 or right. 2023 or yeah. 2018, yeah. whatever it is. So it's almost like I, it's another year that I'm not going to have that baby. Or, oh, and for me, it was yeah. secondary infertility, right? Mm-hmm. So it was another year that we were further and further apart Yeah, from like this image that I had in my head. But right. Yeah. I, I think for me, it was, uh, if I was doing just a base level feeling, it's always anger because I'm an Enneagram three and that's <laughs> just a very comfortable feeling for me. Right. But if I was going to do some work and dig deeper, it's fear. I think mm. I was afraid. I'm yeah. afraid that I'm going to have to do this for another year. Yeah. That I'm going to find myself back here at the end of this year and be in the same place. Maybe be back. Maybe be a step forward, but not be pregnant or not have a baby. It's And it's like that like gut squeeze fear of like, yeah. I don't know if I can do this. Yes. A whole, a whole nother year. Yes. Yeah. Oh. That's a really scary place to be. And that's what it does is yeah. New Year's Day kind of makes you feel that. Like, it's almost mm-hmm. like starting the race again. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like starting another finish or a starting line. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, now we're starting another race. Do I want to go on this race again? Yeah. When what's the finish line going to be? Is it going to be two years from now? Is it going to be this year? So hard. So hard. It's just the not knowing. Yeah. I always it's, said that I feel like I could do anything hard if I knew how long it was going to be hard. <laughs> totally. Like, if totally. you could just tell me that this would be terrible for two years, I will I will get through that. Yes. But it's the not knowing. Totally. And that's what infertility is full of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt that same exact way in terms of I love the new year. I don't know why. I'm like always, always been obsessed with New Year's. I got married Year's. on New Year's Eve. What? It's a you great did? Day. Oh, my it. gosh. Great day. I've always been obsessed with New Year's Eve and New Year's resolutions. I know that, I know that people write books about how unhelpful that is, but for some reason, <laughs> I'm still hooked because on it. Because how many New Year's resolutions have you actually kept? It's not even about keeping them. I just, <laughs> I, just li- like I like There's them. I don't answer. know. I yeah. just, and I like the rhythm of it. I don't know. But- 
it's exactly that of, I have so much energy going into the end of the year and it feels like a final push. Yeah. And then January feels like, okay, it's the Monday of the year, just back to the monotony. Yeah. And if you're struggling to get pregnant, you're, you know, maybe things have even been thrown off because of the holiday or your doctor is like in Aruba on vacation or, you know, at home because yeah. it got snowed in or something like that. It's everyone feels like they're off. Everyone feels like they went on vacation. And then you're like, okay, we'll kickstart in January. But then January feels like the Monday of the year. And it doesn't totally. feel like a time where I want to do anything besides just make it through. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, f- we'll try February. And then February feels like a quick month. And then you're like, there we go again, slip and slide all the way into the future. And now I'll never be a parent, yep. you know? And that like right. that type of crazy math that I would do would just plague me. So yes. I, then I would get hyper fixated on trying to get something to happen before the end of the year. Yes. Ugh. I wonder too, you're kind of starting to touch on what's the excitement of New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And I was like, oh, the word that I'm thinking of is it's like hopeful. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. yeah. What's this new year going to bring? But when you have been in infertility for however long, it's I don't feel like there's hope. It's like dread. Like yes. what Jesse said, you're like, can I do this? Will this be my year? Like, totally. how long am I going to be this? There's like not as much hope or excitement. Right. Because you're like, I don't know if I have it in me. Right? Yeah. You doubt. I even doubt, like would doubt myself. Yeah. And talking about New Year's resolutions. Every single person that's probably struggling with infertility, their number one resolution would be like, get damn pregnant or have adopt the child or do whatever, have our family be, you know, a, complete or whatever or, so, or anything different than what it is anything <laughs> different. make a decision yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yes and I feel like that's what's so hard is because I feel like those new year's resolutions you feel like you have some sense of control like where it's like I'm gonna run every day or I'm gonna only wear green on Wednesdays or whatever <laughs> your thing is that's actually both of mine you- <laughs> for this year. I read your journal last night Doug. <laughs> um but th- you have a sense of control yeah it's so funny. Now I'm thinking because I don't like New Year's resolutions, but I kind of have never been that way. I've, I haven't always been. You that don't way. want the and pressure. Now I don't want the pressure. Number one, because I also don't want to do it. Because if I fail, then what does that mean? It and I don't. Do that's why failure, you have to put Jess. easy things. On <laughs> yes, there. exactly. Like wear green on Wednesdays. Yeah. That's a great idea. Um, I didn't wear green on Wednesdays, therefore I'm a failure. <laughs> yes. Um, but I wonder if that also came from infertility. As now I'm thinking about it, because that was all I wanted. There was no, there was nothing else that yeah, I wanted. wanted. I didn't want to, wanna, yeah. I just wanted to be a mom and, but you can't control it. But all the mm. other new year's resolutions can give you a sense of like that you can control it. Yeah. You could run every day if you wanted to or whatever. Yeah. And that one, it's like, I just, I, that's all I want. I, on new year's, my new year's resolution is I want a baby. I want my family. I mm-hmm. want that. And so for us, that, that's just that so, long stretch uh, in between adoptions was so painful because yeah. it was years. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, but I wonder it was like, oh, the, uh, the audacity of even thinking about saying on New Year's, I hope something works out this year. It just yeah. felt like, oh, I can't even think about and saying like, that. When you said that, and I was like, why do I not like these resolutions? And I literally thought, I think it's because of that. I think it's because yeah. there were so many years, especially in adoption, where it was like, are we going to have another adoption in this year, is it going to work out that I just was like, screw it all. I don't even want to do any New Year's resolutions because yeah. no that's all I really want. That's no. all I really want. Yeah. yeah. That's all I really want. Yeah. Is just Well, and if you set those out. things and they don't happen, then you're disappointed. But if you don't set them, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. You can be like, well, I wasn't expecting anything to happen anyways. Exactly. New Year's for me was sad and grieving about the year that we just went through. And sometimes really wanting to get the hell out of the year. Yeah. Like, I'm ready mm. for this year to be done now. Like, that's I'm thinking a, about our two a, failed adoptions. That's a good, uh, different perspective of yeah. instead of feeling like, I love the end of the year. I wish I was pregnant. You're just like, forget this get year. Me here. Get me out of get here. Get me out of here. Get me out of this year. But then I would think about the future and it would give me anxiety. Mm. So I'm not like you, Doug, that would be like, I mean, you probably did have the anxiety. Somewhere you're not like me because I don't struggle with anxiety. Yeah. You <laughs> struggle with anxiety is what you're saying. That's uh, what I hear. That's what yes. I'm taking away from this podcast. Yes, but <laughs> I think, well, I think that yours comes later. You don't realize that you were anxious about that, like what you were saying about the yeah. time. Yeah. But me immediately, almost on the day, I'm sure I was like, oh no, now I'm anxious about this year. I just wanted to get the hell out of that year. Am I going to get to New Year's Eve of this next year and be thinking the same thing? Mm -hmm. Like, oh Mm -hmm. shit, we just went through all this stuff. I don't want to see this year now. And that fear, exactly what you said, Natalie, it's like, it is, it's like gripping. So I would be sad about what we went through, angry about what we went through and really fearful that that was going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be this next year. Can I add one more? Yeah. I guess this is your podcast. I was going to add one too. It's not my podcast. This is Natalie's podcast. I was going to add to that too. I feel like going into a new year, knowing all those babies are going to be born that have just been announced over the last eight months of me not getting pregnant. And now I get to watch the cascade of babies and will it, will I get pregnant? Will at least like, will it happen for me? So it's like, I, I was agreeing that yes, the fear and it's like the dread. Like, I do want to get out of the last year, but I still like, I almost want to stay to be like, but maybe I can still get pregnant yes. in this year. Yes. Yeah. Like you're, st- I like still would hope. And then knowing kind of dreading the next couple months. Cause you know, yeah. it's like from April on are all going to be now born in this next totally. year. And I feel like all, you're just like, now I have eight months of announcements to watch be born, which of course you're so happy. Yeah. But also it's hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's nothing more triggering for people struggling with infertility than the words cascade of baby announcements. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or cascade of babies. You said cascade. That is what it, like it a is, tidal though. wave. It is. It's a cascade yes. of babies. It yes. And you're like, oh, are you serious? It is totally and you overwhelming. thought that you were fine. Yeah, because you got through the cascade of announcements. But here, but you comes- know what comes after announcements? <laughs> the actual baby, oh. the actual oh. announcement of the child yes. in hand. Yes, yep. and yes. you're like, which all of that would be so great if you could at least be pregnant. Yeah, like I remember thinking that, like I can weather more announcements if I could get a positive pregnancy test. Yes, and then I can suddenly. I could be happy for other people. Right. I could work on that. But I feel like as you were talking, I had this visual of like a sense of like groundlessness a little bit. Oh, I want to get out of this year. I'm really sad of what happens, but I'm anxious about the next year. So I don't necessarily want to be in that year yet, but I want to get the hell out of the year that like, it's just like a sense of groundless. Yeah. It's like, where do, am I going to feel comfortable? Where are my feet going to land? Yeah. And that's, I feel like New Year's is just the biggest example of that is just a sense of like groundless. Stuck between the two years. Stuck between the two years. Like, I don't want to go back. But going forward, I'm a little scared. Yeah. So. One more that I would add is kind of going back to what I was saying. It feels like everyone's on vacation. I was addicted to getting things going. And I was, how you were saying, I could handle another announcement as long as I had a positive. (laughs) For me, it was like, I could handle 
all of it as long as I had something on the calendar. Yeah. Something that, that I would knew work. we were going to yeah. do. For sure. You know, like, yes, we're struggling, but we got, you know, on the 18th, we're doing this. Yes. And, and the holidays always drove me crazy because everyone's like, well, next year. We'll see year. you in three weeks. Let's circle like, back after yeah, the new year. Totally. Let's touch base in the new year. And I'm like, Let's touch base now. Doug's I like, want to get something I on will the take now. We are touching base currently. Let's yeah. keep touching base right now. Doug's like, I will take a sperm test on Christmas Eve. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, all my A-type people out there, right? Yeah. It's yeah. hard because- Can I hear any Yes, of them? let's yeah. celebrate. Yes, let's do all of the things and travel and see family. Yeah. But also, it's also one giant interruption in this process that I just want to get going quicker, you know? Right, yeah. And for me as a seven, I related so much to what you said, Natalie, of like- well, maybe it'll be Halloween. Well, maybe it'll be Thanksgiving that I can announce. Maybe yeah, yeah. it'll be Christmas. Maybe it'll be New Year's. And as a seven, that like, it's already so magical. The holidays yes. are already so magical. So why don't you just add more magic? Just let me add more magic. Yes. All my family will be here. I yes. can do something fun. Because yeah. then they're not going to be here and I'm going to have to call all of them. Yeah, I'm like, and it's that's not, not what I want. A... I don't want to FaceTime announce. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, let as a me, seven. Let me add more magic. Yeah. Yes. Let me add more magic. And January? That just sounds so sad. It's just like, <laughs> well, that would have been nice then. So like happy now. old holidays. Yes. I'm glad that you got home safe. I yes. have something fun to tell you. Yes. Which to be fair, at the end of the, if you get to the end of that race, you don't care what yeah. month. Yeah, exactly. But when you're coming up on it, you're like, I don't want it. I want yes. this. Yes. That. Right. Totally. Because we can choose. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we have control. I'm excited that in January we will have over <gasps> 70 people in process Yay! groups. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, so oh my goodness, it's time. Yes. We did it, everyone. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. And that's not a brag of to say, oh my gosh, we have 70 people. But that's I feel like that we're taking steps towards that big giant cosmic vision that I have it's, of it's not a brag it's exciting yeah, yeah more people being like okay let's talk let's create community yes. let's process this obviously there's a million there's a lot of support groups out there and that's all wonderful it's I want all of them to grow I want everything to grow I want everything to be bigger and more people in it and I'm just grateful that people keep coming back to uniquely knitted to process you are such a visionary does it pain you to look at a detail <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> like, yeah, it we does. have so many people. I think people. it actually does. Yes. I, I think only it does. like vision. The problem is and if I, I didn't so... have other people in my life, I would, I would be like a nutty professor, just like homeless, but with like tons <laughs> of vision for the future. It's so true. And I don't even like looking at the details, but I'm forced to. I know. With you. I'm sorry. But we're a great little like team. And that's what makes your team. marriage beautiful. That's right. That's yes. what it is. This That's is what, what, is. Uh, this is what, what I've been waiting for. Thank <laughs> yes. you, Natalie. No problem. <laughs> That's why we brought you here, Natalie. <laughs> for me, 2023, I'm really excited. Sorry if you're listening to this in like 2024. <laughs> Maybe I'll You always be... care about that. That is something you, you always care about. This is how I listen to podcasts. Is I listen to podcasts like old podcasts. Yeah, like, I'm and then like you just binge them. Yes, I binge them. So Same. it's like Halloween, Thanksgiving, all of this. I'm like, I just, I'm in April. Like I'm celebrating Easter right now. <laughs> like, but... yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm excited for this next year because when you sign up for our first group, our six week group, yeah. process group, um, when you're done with that group, you have an opportunity to take a longer process group. We call right. it living in resilience. Right. The processing doesn't have to end. The processing doesn't have to end or the cool kids call it 2.0, mm -hmm. call it the 2.0 group. And we've only ran one of those at a time. And this time it was very apparent because 
everybody signed up for it in less than 24 hours and it was full. Right. And so we got to do another one. And so I just was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like, I don't know why, like, I feel like I know that this is working and our process groups are amazing, but that just made me feel like it's working. Yeah. People are getting it. Okay, (laughs) good. Like, you know, that they want to continue on and they want, they've been in the group. They realized how great it was and they got some tools and some community that they want to continue. It's because it feels good to be seen and to process. And it's like, oh, I can do that longer. It sounds like such a simple thought. I I know. And it's so hard to get. Yeah. But when you do, so I'm really excited about that. Because I feel like that's where we get to be with people and really invest and know them even more on a deeper level. So, yeah, even though I love our 1.0 people too, and I invest and love them. (laughs) I always like, like handing you guys 2.0 people. Yes. You're like, these people signed up from your group. I'm like, let me give you a rundown. Yes. (laughs) Because I loved them. Yeah. I just spent six weeks with them. Yes. They're all the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Natalie, Um, what are you looking forward to? That's a great question. More time on the podcast, because I think, yes, you should be. I'm looking forward to more time on the podcast. (laughs) Um, And I was going to make a joke, and I just couldn't do it. didn't come to me. Um, I, besides that, besides being a podcaster, I'm looking forward to, honestly, just doing groups with more people. Like, I, I really, really love sitting with people as they are going through and processing infertility, I feel like my last couple groups felt very active in infertility. Like yeah. Sometimes I have groups and it's, we're processing what's to come. We're processing what has happened. But I feel like the last two groups I had, they were just in it, very active. We were in treatments and I, this sounds weird to say, I loved it. I loved yeah. being able to sit real time and process that with them. And I feel like every group I get better and better and I get to like, so yeah. So yeah. maybe sign up next December, next <laughs> November, and you're going to get my best yet. I no. love it. But no, I just really like, I really like group to group understanding like who people are and what they're going through. Yeah. That's my favorite. Totally. And there's some pretty phenomenal people. Yes. You like, guys are really cool. We've oh, all, we've, we've all... met the coolest people. She's yes. not talking to us. No, I'm not talking oh, to you. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you are really cool. She's talking to the no, people I'm in saying, our group. Oh hey, everyone listen to this podcast that's also been in our group. You're really cool. I literally, they'll all do Zoom and I'm like, can I come? Yes. They're like, oh, after. No, yeah, after they'll like meet afterwards. They're like, yeah. we're going to meet up and do like a continuation of our group. And I'm like, that sounds fun. What day? Yes. Can I come? Yes. So I I just, you guys are really cool. Yeah. That's I where Jesse's mind was at. She immediately was like, oh, Jessie thank you. Jesse was like, oh my wow, gosh. Wow, you think I'm cool? <laughs> I do. I thought I already said that to you. Oh, jeez. It's, it's so brains. true though. I mean, it's such so amazing. Every time we lead a group, I'm like, it's so sad that people are going through this, but these people are so amazing. I'm so glad that we get to meet each other and do yeah. the most human thing ever of connecting and being together with yeah. each other. There's yeah. just some pretty phenomenal people out there that are experiencing this very crappy situation, yeah. but they're just, just some phenomenal humans. I feel like everyone that has been in our groups have just been phenomenal, phenomenal yeah. human beings. Yes. Do you know who else is phenomenal? Not just the people in our groups, the people, the people listening to this podcast. Yes. If you're not in a group. Even if you've just listened yeah. and you only have listened to just this episode, know that you're awesome and we care about you. Yes, that's true. Are you being, I, I can't tell if you're joking or being I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, and not that you would be joking about our listeners. about that. Yeah, I love our listeners. I, I want to send my appreciation to all of our listeners, but I don't know how. If you've listened to this podcast this year, we are, we... We love you guys. We see you guys. Doug, you're smiling at me. Um, we love you guys. And we 
do this podcast for you. Yeah. For, that's what I always say when someone gives us a compliment on the podcast, which is very sweet, emails or DMs or whatever. I literally, like more than half the time, we'll just say, we do it for you. Like we do it for you. We do it for our listeners. So, you know, because I knew what that was like to be feeling so alone and so like isolated and to just have someone say what you're thinking or say what you're feeling, you know, it's just, we love doing this. This is one of my favorite things I get to do in my life is do this podcast. Yes. And we're just really grateful. We're really grateful for all the people that support our podcast and love our podcast. And yeah. we are honored. We are honored to do it. Yeah. And we really I, do it for you. I really truly do mean that. I know it's just a podcast and there's people, tons of people listening to it, but I, there's, I have no other way to say thank you besides just saying thank you. Yeah. I wish I could say, I wish I could, I wish we could know all of these people yeah. and be with them. I'm grateful. And know your that, stories. Yeah. I know I your stories. I love people's stories. Yeah. Like whether you are a, just a podcast listener or somebody that has been in our group, you are a part of this community. Yes. And we love anybody that's a part of this community and yeah. we are grateful for anybody that's yeah. a part of this community. Um, so it, it's almost like you could say that like we all have these unique stories, but they're all knitted together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I, of our experience. It feels like in a movie when the title is finally said. <laughs> yes. I love it. No, but you're so right. Natalie, you yeah. have, that's an excellent point. Whether you've been in our groups or you are just a podcast listener or you just follow us on Instagram, you yes. are a part of this community. Yeah. And we see you and we care about you. We care about you just as much as the person we know in our groups. Mm -hmm. We care about you and what you're going through and your story matters and what you're going through matters. Mm -hmm. And we see you and you're not alone. And we just want to end it the only way we can with applauding back to you. Let's give it up for them, everyone. Give it up a for round our of listeners. applause. We love you, truly love you. See you in 2023. See you in 2023. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitted. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful for all of our amazing donors that we have who support our work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check out our website at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts. This is just the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings and you are hurting, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups and talk to Doug and I, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week.